All right, here we go. Today's, today's daf is daf Yud Aleph, um, and we are on the bottom of Yud Amud Beis. Rebarim Shkoyach, we're bringing your enikul on. There you go, beautiful. Nice to meet you, Shmuel. Thanks for coming on. Let's get going over here. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, let's get going over here. So we're on the bottom of Yudam Abiz. Let's back up a few lines. Um, we started a sugya towards the bottom of Yudam Abiz. We're up to Amar of Chizkiah, approximately nine or ten lines from the bottom of Amud Beis. So let's back up over there. Fascinating uh, daf today, as always, a beautiful daf. And let's get cracking. Amr of Chizkiah, of Chizkiah says, Tana Rabbi Yehuda, Gad Gedos. Rabbi Yehuda, Gad Gedos taught us in a brisa. Yeah, you got the place? Rabbi Jim, we're good. Rabbi Howard? Uh, everybody? All right, here we go. HaSholchav HaMenayra, HaMizbeachaz, HaParaychaz. The Sholchan, the Menayra, the Mizbeach, and the Paraychaz. Ma'akven Esar Karbonis. All right, so if any one of these things are not in place, then any carbon is not valid. Divya Rabbi Meir, this is the Pina Rabbi Meir. Everything needs to be in perfect working order for carbonus to be accepted. All you need for a carbon to be accepted is the mizbeach itself, the horns on the corners of the mizbeach that protrude towards the top and the surrounding sides, the karkab and the current of the mizbeach itself. But if let's say I bring a carbon on the mizbeach and punct, it happens to be that the shulchan was out of place, says the chachamim. Hakol Beseder, it's all okay. All right? So this Machlechus over here is, do all of the Kalim, are all, is every Kali necessary for the Karbonais or not? Says the Gemara, and this was not, uh, this Machlechus does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Hanina, Trayon Amrim, because they both hold Kolahon, Dixiv, Neichach, Ma'akiv, Tzela, Eina Ma'akiv. Very interesting, uh, very interesting uh, Braisa, which is as follows. He says, it depends. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yisrochid, say it depends. Azai, what does it depend on? If the Torah says by one of the vessels that it should be Neichach, it should be opposite a different vessel, which means that Mamish needs to be in place, then if that particular vessel, which should be nochach, is not nochach, then it's ma'akev, and the karbonas are not going to be accepted. However, if it just says el to the side of the other kalim, then ena ma'akev, it's not going to be ma'akev. So it depends which word in the Torah is used to describe the location. He holds that no, whether it says nochach, Opposite, whether it's a tzela on the side of by the particular vessel, if that vessel is not in place, the carbonis will not be valid. Now we get to the top of today's daf. He says, Not only is nochach tzela and ma'akev, uh, but even the word sima is. Uh, even the word tzila is, go, is going to be ma'akev as well, that if the Torah used the word tzila next to this particular carbon, then, um, then if that, if that keli is not in place, the carbonos will not be valid. Zog de Gemara, Amr Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina says just to wrap up this particular 
nekuda, this particular point. He says, by the way, you should just know that the, there's also, an, there, there's an afkamina whether the karbonais are being brought bifnim, they're being brought on the inner mizbechais, or whether the, they're being brought on the outer mizbechais. If a, for a carbon to be valid on the outer mizbechais, that's when we said you only need the parts, the karkov and the keren of the mizbeach and everything else will not have an impact. Otherwise, all the, the placement of all the other kalim will have an impact. All right, so let's just wrap up this idea that we started from one Nikuda, we started from Amar Rav, right? We quote Rav, Rav, um, Rav Yehuda Gadgedus, who taught in Abraisa that there are kalim of the Mishkan. There's a quick wrap up what we just did. That there are kalim in the Mishkan, that if those kalim aren't, even if they have no shaykhis to the carbon, if they're not in their right place, the carbonates are not valid. That was his statement. We had a whole back and forth that maybe it depends. Okay, we had other opinions that say it depends which kalim, it depends what type of word the Torah uses to describe the placement of, of uh, that kali. And finally, we Rabbi Hanina who says there's an afkamina between avaydais bifnim and avaydais bechutz, whether it's being brought on the inside or the outside, period. Here we go. Next part of the Mishnah. Amr Rebbe Chanina of Chanina says, Shachtis Now, right now in the Gemara, we're going to assume that the word shachtis means arrogance. We're going to see soon how that the Kahanim Gedalim were arrogant. Remember, we learned in the Mishnah that each para aduma had a special ramp, a special bridge that was built from the Haravayas to Harazesim. Very far, right? If we go to Harazesim and look out to the Haravayas, it's a Mahalach. And each Kayan Gadol, each, each, I'm sorry, each para aduma needed to go on this specialized bridge. And every Kayan Gadol would have their own bridge made. The word Shachtza seems to imply out of arrogance. It costed a lot of money. It was a lot of money to build these bridges. And therefore every Kayan Gadol is going to say, oh, to bring the Paraduma, listen, this once-in-a-lifetime thing for me, probably. Once in the next time I'm going to have this opportunity, I'm going to have my own bridge. I don't care if it costs $10 million. Uh, it doesn't make a difference to me. I need to have my own thing. So it seems that the word shachtis means arrogance. We're going to see soon, however, that instead of referring to the arrogance of the Kayin, of the Kayin Gadol, it's actually referring to the Kayin Gadol caring so much about the mitzvah that he wanted the, he wanted the mitzvah to be arrogant, to be stolted up, right? That he, it, it, the whole purpose was really to beautify the mitzvah in the eyes of Kal Yisrael, and it really was done for the right purpose, but before we get there, let's stick with the simple meaning, and that is they actually were arrogant for building it. How do you know they were arrogant? Each one costed 60 gold bricks yeah, to build these bridges. We're talking million, uh, over a million dollars. This was the special kebes that the paradum over the No kind God that was willing to use the previous Kayin Gadol's ramp, the previous Kayin Gadol's bridge. Ella, rather, what did he do? I'm going to have my own, says the Gemara. One second. You're telling me that the Gahanam Gadolim built these bridges out of arrogance? You ever heard, says the Gemara, you ever heard of Shimon Yet, 
Perkei Avos, hello, Shimon Atzai, the Kaimi Shari, Kresak, the Huay, Aimer, right? Oshloish, the Devar, Aimer, the world stands on three things, right? Shimon Atzadik was a Kayan God. And guess what? He built these bribs. He built these bridges. Hayyahasib Ravula Kume Ravmana. Ravula asks a challenging question in front of Ravmana. He says, one second. Well, Tony, we learned to the Bryce. Shimon Atzadik, Shte Pareis also. Shimon Atzadik, who we know was a Kayan God for quite some time. He was Zaycha. He had the merit of having two Paradumas. And guess what? He even built a separate ramp slash bridge for the second Paraduma. You hear this? The same Kayagodo built a new one for his second Paraduma. Now, what are you going to tell me? Shimon HaTzadik was, was arrogant. Makedain. Why did he build new ramps? I'll shame my lehibaparo, so lehibaparo. You see from here that if you have one kind gadol who's building a ramp for a brand new paraduma, it has nothing to do with himself. Why would he waste the money? It must be that the reason why these ramps were built is not for the shachtzis of the kain gadol, but rather it was for the shachtzis, the arrogance, the shtaltz, the importance that's needed. For the para aduma, Tani, and we learned in a brisa concerning this bridge, zizinuk solama yitzimikan There were actually beams and solom and walls that that were on the sides of the bridges, so that nobody would lead to tumma. There's a whole bunch. There's a big discussion on the often art over here on the page as to what the issue would be. Some uh, some explain that the issue would be if there wouldn't be walls and extended beams on the sides. We're concerned the Kayin Gadol might lean over while he's walking and see what's going on down below, and he could become tummy that way. Maybe there's a tumma down there that can go up on him. He could become an ayel. Others say that maybe if there weren't walls blocking his view, he might see something inappropriate that can lead to tumma. We wanted to make sure that there was no issues whatsoever and that this paraduma stayed completely pure. Okay. Azoi is, that's the end of that piece of the mission. Next discussion. Rabbi Kiva says, we learned in the mission, Rabbi Kiva says, nothing doing, you can't do business with the money of the Beis HaMikdash. Remember that? We learned, yeah, if you have the money from the treasury, so they could use it and buy and sell. Eh? Says Rabbi Akiva, mom and hektish is not a business. Right? That was Rabbi Kiva. He says, nothing doing. Says Gemara something very interesting. El Emratza. Rabbi Kiva holds, however, that if somebody wants, If somebody wants, let's say you get a donation of $100,000 to the Beis HaMikdash, a million dollars to the Beis HaMikdash, and right now the Beis HaMikdash doesn't need it. So let's give an example. The treasurer of this million dollars, is sit, he, he's, the treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash is sitting on a million dollars. Nothing to do with it. What's he going to say to himself? I might as well invest it. It's just sitting here. Let money make money. Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's not a business. But Zok de Gemara, that Rabbi Kiva agrees that if the person dealing with the money makes a commitment that if there's any sort of loss of finances, he will back it up, then, Beseder, Abadah, what you're doing is a one-sided deal. 
if the million dollars goes up in stocks, besides, now it's worth $2 million. And if it goes down to a half a million, you'll cover the half a million dollar loss. Rabbi Akiva Abada would agree to that. Now, how do we know Rabbi Akiva will agree to that? So the Gemara is going to share the following. The Gemara says like this, that Kahado Barzamina, one time there was a Yid by the name of Barzamina, Ispikid Gabei Midal Diaspin. He was an apitropis. Okay, he, he oversaw the estate of orphans. And he wanted to know, he says, listen, the, these kids don't need the money yet, they're too young. I want to put money away for their college fund, for the yeshiva fund, for their kail, uh, you know. And he says, am I allowed to do business with it? And and Rav Mona said, in, yeah, boys, if you want, if you're willing to back up any loss, you think you got an unbelievable investment on behalf of the assignment, you can do it, even though it's not, it's not necessarily your money. It's not really your money, but you're allowed to. As long as if it goes down in value, you're going to back it up. All right? So you see from over here this, uh, this approach that if, it's a, if, if we're guaranteed no loss, then Rabbi Akiva as well would agree that uh, you're allowed to do business with Mom and Hektish. Ravchia bar Ada is pakad gabei midal diaspin. Ravchia bar Ada oversaw the estate of the assignment, the word ispakad is literally means a pekadon. Yeah, it was deposited by him. He was, he was responsible for it. And that's what he did. Yeah, he invested it, and he made a stipulation that if the money goes down in value, I've got my own finances to back it up, period. Meister Paris, the extra Paris. Now, the Paris over here doesn't literally mean fruit. Paris over here, the word Paris is used as gains. Right? We find Paris uh, constantly. The word Paris, the, the fruits of the investment, the fruits, the gains that come out. Gave a pisroin, gave an interpretation of a mission of our mission. He says like this, whatever is left over from the gains. Of Hektish, Maisar Nesachim, Zu Sa'aravias, is going to be a Maisar Nesachim referring to a Sa'aravias. This is a very interesting uh, phenomenon that existed for the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash was an enterprise. As we started being exposed to yesterday on Ahmed Beis, they had Rabbeim, they had costs, they had weavers, they had, there was a lot, there was a whole enterprise, it was a Gansa business that went on. So where'd they get all their wine from? Where'd they get all their flour from? Where'd they get all their oil from? They went to distributors. People supplied the Beis HaMikdash. Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. Let's talk outside for a moment. The problem is like this. What if I sign a contract with the Beis HaMikdash that four sa'a of flour is going to be a dollar? I signed a contract with them. And I'm going to distribute them for the next year. Three months later, the price of flour goes up. And now, the Besamikta should only be getting three sa'a of flour to a dollar. The halacha is, I take the loss. The Besamikdash always wins. Seder, if you sign a contract with the Besamikdash, they're always going to have the upper hand. And not only that... Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechidon Pasar Masnisa Maisar Peris Zusar Revias. What do you mean the Peris 
of these things, the extra uh, fruits of the prophet. Zu Sa'arabi is referring to the fourth sa, the, the additional amount that is, that is going to be guaranteed to the Beis HaMikdash. Maisar Nesachim Le'Birutzen. And the Maisar Nesachim is referring to Birutzen. Vos is Birutzen. So Birutzen is as follows. Not only is, am I going to have to make sure that that additional amount goes to the Beis HaMikdash, but I have to also, if let's say I say the saw is gonna, this is a saw that I'm holding here in my hand that's with flour, yeah? You've gotta give an old time Slurpee cup. Now 7-Eleven's gotten cheap. You get the flat tops. My kids notice this, yeah? Todd, they're giving out the flat tops. When you give out the flat tops, the Slurpees can't come above the rim. But I'm old, just a little over before COVID, yeah? And everything's due to COVID, yeah? Due to COVID, you can't give the high Slurpee cups anymore. I don't know, <laughs> right? So it used to be you got the old, you, you get you get above uh, a little more, it's 16 ounce cup, you get additional three, four ounces, you know, because it, it's going to melt by the time you get home, right? That's it. So not only did they need to be filled up, they had to be filled up a little bit higher to ensure the Beis HaMikdash got what it needed. It says the Gemara, but lastly, the Rebchia Bar Yosef, the Birutzen, says Rebchia Bar Yosef, not hold of the rootsin, he didn't mention it. Amr says, He says, Listen, you know, this extra amount that, that's committed to the base of Mikdash is also done. Yeah, that additional amount was done by a little bit of a overflow. Al the Bar Yosef Nicha, according to the opinion of Rebchia Bar Yosef, everything that we're saying here makes sense. Ain mistakrin bishal hektish because we said in our Mishnah b'shem Rabbi Akiva you're not allowed to do business with hektish money af loy bishal aniim and you can't do business with the money of poor people and therefore it makes sense that they're not dealing with Paris because according to them you're gonna have to have a whole different system you can have a whole different setup uh, in how uh, in how the Beis Hamikdash purchases everything because according to them. There's, um, there, there, you're never going to have profits off of a deal because you're not allowed to make a, a, any sort of business deal in the first place. And says the Gemara, but I'll date Rabbi Yechenon Kasha. But according to Rabbi Yechenon, who says that Rabbi Akiva would agree that if you make a stipulation, as long as you add on, so then, Vatanina, we learned in the Mishnah, Amdu Mishalash. If let's say somebody says, that I'm going to sell flour to the base of Mikdash four saw to a dollar. And now it becomes three saw to a dollar. The example we gave earlier. So it's more expensive. Yisapik ma'arba. The lucky is you got to give the original amount. Which was a stam mishnah. This, was a, this is a statement. All right. This is apparently a fact. This is the halacha. But utaninan. But our mishnah said. That Rebbe Kiva would not agree to peiris. But I don't understand. We now have a contradiction. Because if we're saying in the Mishnah that when you do business, you got to make sure you're going to basically make this as the upper hand. But we're also saying that in the name of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Hanina, that you're not allowed to do any business. So how can you tell me the pay rise goes to the base of Mikdash? Our Mishnah is talking about where they didn't agree that the Paris guys goes to the uh, Kachim and the extra animals, what they agreed was that if you had extra money, 
that was left over, that money was permitted to be used in business and any gains that came in over there was used to purchase the Kli Sharis, the, the vessels needed for the Beis HaMikdash. Ad Kedoin Beirutzei Tzibor Va'afilu Beirutzei Yachid. V'lai nimtu B'Klei Sharis Ba'im Yishal Yachid. Says the Gemara, one second. According to what we're saying, that that there was a time that Rabbi Akiva agrees that you can do business with the Maisar, right? The remaining money. You're allowed to do business. Just make sure the Beis HaMikdash gets the upper hand and don't purchase the... the don't purchase the additional Ayla carbonates that were needed to keep feeding the Mizbeach, rather purchase the Klisharis. So, Isn't it going to come out, and this goes back to Ahmed Aleph of yesterday, isn't it going to come out that the individual supplier who's adding funds for the Beis HaMikdash to come out on top, he's an individual, or an individual corporation, and they're an individual donating to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, why does this bother us? Because again, what we said on Ahmed Alifa yesterday is in Talmud Yerushalmi, okay, in Shkalim, we know in Babli was different, that we know halachically, Alpi Alacha and Yachid is allowed to donate to the Beis HaMikdash, but in Yerushalmi there's a machlekes about it because there are opinions that we have a concern that if an individual donates to the Beis HaMikdash and he didn't really mean it, so now the Beis HaMikdash is using money that didn't really come in the most glott way. A person says they're going to donate, otherwise they're going to feel dumb or whatever. You know, but there are opinions that, that, that individual money cannot be donated. The Beis HaMikdash has to pay for everything, right? And, and that, that's how you get out, out of individual place. But Lafiza, that a person always has to up the amount given whenever you're doing business, that's going to be a private donation to the Beis HaMikdash, says the Gemara, like this that we learned, in right, we learned this, that uh, the Kain Gadol's mama, the Yiddish mama, who wanted her Kain Gadol son to have a warmer hat, so he doesn't get cold in the Beis HaMikdash, Ksheira, yeah, she can donate a hat to her son, as long as we know, as long as first it's like being mafkir, it's given over to the tibor, and then you can move on to the next step where it belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. Ask the Gemara, Does this apply by Beirutzei Lach, by things that uh, go over, okay? But what about Beirutzei uh, Yavesh, things that are dry? So here's the deal, here's the deal. How does something become hektish? So it goes into a cliche race. Once it enters the cliche race, okay, if you fill it up, you put it into the cliche race, it becomes, becomes kaddish. When you have a liquid that goes above the brim of the cup, so since it's the bottom part of the cup that's keeping it together, so even the part that's above the brim has a status now of hektish because it's inside a cliche race. But if we're dealing with a solid, a solid that comes above the brim of the cup, how is it going to be hektish? There, there's no klisharis that it's inside of, says the Gemara. Kahi, the Tanina Tam, like we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere, Hanasachim Shekotshu Bikli, when you have Nesachim that are going into a klisharis, and it turns out the carbon was not valid, if you have another carbon that, you, that these Nesachim could be used for, Yikrabu Imai. You could bring with another carbon, vim lav, and if uh, or vim lanu, if it's left overnight, 
not available, then Yuvsalu Belina, then these things become puzzle in Lina. So you see, again, that something can only become hectish once it is inside of a Kli Sharitz. Period. End of that discussion of Mishnah Bays, and now we move on to Halacha Gimel, the next Mishnah. And we're going to keep going, uh, discussing what we used the Machtes HaShekel and the money of the treasury uh, for, how we used it. What they do with extra Kateris? Now, who says there was extra Kateris? Who says there was extra Kateris? So if we look into the Tiklin Chadatin, the first one of the Mishnah, which says, Maisar HaKateris, it's about uh, 11, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. The Tiklin Chadatin explains to us, Mashanishar Bechol Shona. There's Kateris left over every year. There was no year without extra Kateris. Shakateris Haisa Shin Samaches Monim. You hear this? The, the Kateris was made in 368 portions. There were 600, 368 portions of Kateris to be burnt on Mizbech. Why? Shin Samache, Kenegedi Maisachama. Now, in a Jewish year, we know there's 354. But they made 365 out of the 368 was for the solar calendar. There was additional three that was needed for the Kain Gadol to use on Yom Kippur. All right? So, so if, if you look at a lunar calendar, you're going to come out with, with a maximum of 357, if my math is correct, um, portions of Kitaris, okay, that are needed. And how many portions did they make? 368. So you're going to have close to 11 at maximum. 11 portions, sometimes less, for, you know, something went wrong, whatever it was. But you're going to have extra portions of Kitaris every year left over that were made for the Mizbeach. So back to our Mishnah. You know what they would do? Beautiful. They would sell the Kateris. And they, they, I'm sorry, they would take the Kateris itself and say to whoever's working in the base Hamikdash, this value, this belongs to you. The Kateris belongs to you. Mechal and I saw And then we would say, oh, do you want the Kateris itself? Okay. Or do you want us to transfer the Kedushin? Now, now here's the Chav. You're allowed to use mum and hektish to pay people who are employees of the base hamikdash. That's what you're allowed to use the money for, as we learned, right? So that's what we want to gain over here. The, the goal is not to get them to use the kateris. The goal is to somehow transfer the kedusha off the kateris, so that we can use it somewhere else. See, here's the chap. There's a beautiful chap, says the Mishnah. A beautiful catch. Take the give it to those who worked for the base hamikdash. And then transfer the kedusha onto money. And give give the kateris. Hear this? Give the kateris as the schar. The actual kateris is going to go to who? The the craftsman of the base hamikdash. And now we're going to say to the craftsman, Can we buy it from you? Why are we going to do that? You hear? I'll tell you why. Because 
when you have leftover money, leftover, uh, leftover money, I'm sorry, when you have leftover Kataris at the end of the year, we know Kataris that was made for one year is, is not allowed to be used for the next year. It has to be purchased with brand new money. So now we have brand new money because the Kataris goes to that, is, is owned by the craftsman. And now what are we doing? We're going to take the new money and purchase the Kataris back. So this Kataris, which originally was purchased with last year's money, is now being repurchased with fresh money, and I've got uh, uh, up to 11 Kataris credit of fresh Kataris that, uh, that's sitting in the chambers. Okay, beautiful. And if the newer Shkolem are brought in the proper time, they would buy it back with they would buy it with the older money. Either way, we were permitted to now use that um, Kataris. All right. Says the Gemara, one second. Doesn't it come out that Hektish is being Meshalal al Hektish? Because the money that's paid to the craftsmen who work in the Beis HaMikdash also is being used for Hektish money. Now, here's the deal. You can take Kedusha <coughs> off of something and transfer it onto Chulin. Can you take Kedusha off of something and transfer it onto something else that's Kaddish? No. You don't redeem Kedusha onto Kedusha. You redeem Kedusha from Chulin. Ketzai Duwaisa says the Gemara. So, here's what we would do. Amr Shem Ben Bisna, maybe Mois Bechala Abinyan. You would take the money for the workers of the Beis HaMikdash and you would be mechalalit onto the binyan. And you would say that whatever they just created, whether it's the walls of the Beis HaMikdash, whether it's the curtain, the chves, whatever it was, but when they would originally make it, so it, was, it wasn't Kaddish and still established as Kedusha and Memela, says the Gemara, umevi kitaris top of Amud Beis, umevi kitaris umechalalalayan, you would then bring the Kataras and being mechalit onto the money. And therefore, uh, we have an area of chulin that the Kedusha could transfer onto. You transfer it onto the actual thing they built, and then it goes to their schar, and now it goes back into the Kedusha of Kataras. Okay. What was done with the money that the Kedusha was transferred from? Okay. Rabbi Yemi Rabbi says, I'll tell you what they do with it. It went to the manufacturers. They were the ones who made the Kataris and the Lechem Hapon. And uh, this is what we would pay uh, their schar with. This is how they, uh, you know, this is how we would pay them. Lost the place. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Amar. And this is only when we originally owed them money from last year. Okay? If I have to pay them for last year's Avaida, for last year's Kitaris, and last year's Lechem upon him, I could use this money for it. However, um, if the money, if I need to pay them for this year, I'm not allowed to use this money. Says the Gemara, one second. Barba boy, Rebchia Barba. Notice the name, okay? Because this is going to be an interesting back and forth. Interesting back and forth over here. Says the Gabara. Rebchia Barba boy. Rebchia Barba asks a question, and the reason why I want you to notice this is because 
it seems like he's going to answer his own question. But let's see this. Yeah, what if they didn't owe them any back pay? So then what do you do with the money? That was his question searching for information. So also Rebbe Ba Bishem Rev Chia Bishem Rev Yaisi Rev Chia Bar Ba who was just asking the questions coming to answer, which is interesting. He says, Kind of the same person who asked the question seems to be given the answer. He says, okay, so you, then if you have no back pay, what do you do with the money? You use it for the extra carbon oilus that are brought as dessert on the Mizbeach to keep the Mizbeach going. Rabbi Babar Koyim Bai Kumi Derev Yusa. Rabbi Babar Koyim asked of Yusa, Machalfa Shitosi Javchia Barba Tamon Tzrichale Vecha Poshtale. He says, I don't understand. Rabbi Barba is asking a question, but then he seems to give a very simple answer, like he knew it all along. So why did he even ask a question? Which is why that's the whole, all these parentheses and the shinoi, uh, the, the changes in the name, because otherwise, Rabbi Barkayan has no question. I, he's asking now, why is the same person asking, answering? If you don't change the names, then it's not the same person, okay? So the Gemara says, Ahad the Tzrichalei, that even though Rabbi Barba is asking and answering, but he, he had a shaila. The reason is because he wanted to know the klisha race. Uh, he had a question when it comes to a klisha race. What do you do with those funds? He didn't know what the Allah was. But But what he did know was He did know that you're allowed to use it as kayets for the mizbech. He just wasn't sure what else you were permitted to use it for. Okay, now why? Why wasn't he sure? It's palgun, because we, we find the machlaikas, pitma b'chulun. We know that if somebody makes the ketires in a non-klisharis, I take my bowl from home and I, make, I mix the ketires in a regular bowl. Rabbi Yaisi Baruch Omar, psula, you cannot use that ketires. Rabbi Yishua Ben Levi, Omar, kshira. You are permitted to use that ketires. And Mamela, he had a kasha, okay, or we'll call it a shaila. Mamela, he had a shaila because if the Kataris is made according to one opinion, if the Kataris is made in a chulin vessel, so it's not going to be Kaddish in the first place. And he wasn't sure who's going to be right. That was his shaila. He's not sure what the halacha is. My time with Rebbeisi Barchanino. What part of the reason, though, for Rebbeisi Barchanino who says that it's puzzle? That when you put Kataris inside of a, a non klisharis, it's puzzle. Because Kaidashi, it says it's got to be holy. Yeah, holy means the entire time. It has to constantly be holy. In my time with Rabbi Shubham Levi, what's the reason for Rabbi Shubham Levi that if you initially mix it in chulim bowl, that is the Seder? All it means is that the Ketairis has to come from money that's purchased from Kedusha, but it doesn't necessarily have to be mixed inside of a Klisharis. It just means that the funds have to come from a klishare. So Amr Gaisi Be'er Rav Bun, Asya Der Gaisi Bachanina Kishmuel, Okay, so we have different uh, different uh, shitas as to which opinion to follow. Now, how do we know there's different way? You know that uh, there's a machlekas as to who to follow the Taninan, because we learned in the Mishnah, Hamaktish, which we'll get to Mitzvah tomorrow. Hamaktish Nechasim, a person who makes his Nechasim, his possessions hektish. 
And amongst his possessions are things that can be used for karbanas sibur. Right? Like in Ayla. Rabbi Eichen says, what is this talking about? This talking about the Ketiris. Oh, so one second. What do you see from here? Beautiful. According to Rabbi Eichenon, if I'm makdesh my own personal things, I can still use it for something that could be used for the Tibur, i.e., for example, Ketiris. You see the Ketiris is permitted to be made from something that was originally private. Okay? Something that, that uh, was originally prepared for privacy. Amr Bishua, Amr Abhaishya, says, Let's explain that our Mishra is referring to the Uman of Beis Aftinus. Who was the Uman of Beis Aftinus? That's the Keteris. They would take Schar. What they were actually being paid for was the Keteris. So in such a case, um, the, what they would do is, the, the people of Beis Aftinus, they had the special recipe, they were hired, you know, and set aside specifically from the Beis Amikdash. So then the, the Ketires was made specially um, for the Beis Amikdash before any Pidyon, before any redemption could, uh, before any redemption could happen. Um, but let's say you have Ketires that was not from the Beis Aftinus. It's already in the, it's already put away in the room of the Beis HaMikdash. So um, that will have a different halacha because it started out in the Kaidish. Says the Gemara, and halacha Beis Rechanina is going to follow the opinion of Shmuel. How so? Where do you, where do you see that? We're not dealing with the Keteres. We're dealing with the spice crusher. Okay, we're dealing with the, the crusher that was needed to make the Kataris. That's what was needed to be holy. And if the crusher, the spice crusher, was not a was not a klisharis, was not holy for the base of Mikdash, the whole thing would not be valid. So, you, so what do you see from here? You see that if Yaisibachanina is passing like Shmuel, that what? If even the spice crusher is not Kaddish, will mess the whole thing up. You see from here that the vessels uh, must consistently be, the, the kataris must consistently be made in the klisharis, otherwise it's going to be possible. That is the machmir, the strict opinion of Shmuel. Hence, what are we coming out with? We said it's a machlaikas, that was the original Shiloh, who do we paskin like? And we're showing how there were early Amiram um, who had uh, a machlaikas, with later Amiram following different opinions. Okay. Says the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yaisi Barabun. Rabbi Yaisi, the son of Rabbun, says, Amar Rabbi Chuna Kumit Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Chuna said in front of Rabbi Yaisi, Dabar Shekadash Bikli Shares This is rhetorical. According to what you're saying, something that's already made in a Klishares, Nifta, it's going to be redeemed. He says, I don't understand something. How can you be paid it? You can only be paida, you can only redeem something that doesn't have Kedusha Saguf. Something that has intrinsic holiness, you can't be paida. So if something was made in the, uh, uh, in the Klisha race, and it's already part of the Avaida, it's already established as part of the Avaida, it can't be redeemed in the first place. So, I don't understand. 
We said that what do you do with the leftover katairas all the way at the end of the year? You do this whole you do this whole chap, right? How could he do the whole chap? How could the kedusha ever go off? So Rabbi Yisus says back to him, "Yeah, that uh, you're not following consistently the opinion of Shmuel. Yes, yeah, Shmuel's machmer, but Shmuel also has a different approach to this. The Shmuel Amar Kalhu b'Meiser, that granted." Once something is in a klisharis, it is totally hectish and tzachelik liyavida. But Shmuel says, "Listen, the leftovers, the leftover kataris at the end of the year, there's a leniency for it, and it can be redeemed." So, in order for Shmuel, in other words, Shmuel has an opinion to be machmir. We asked, "I, how can you be machmir according to you?" Tzachelik liyavida. Shmuel says, "Yeah, I'm machmir, but I could wiggle out, right? I could wiggle out because I could hold that the remainder of the kataris can be redeemed." Now, how do you know that Shmuel holds that the leftover Keteris is taka allowed to be, the Kedusha to be redeemed onto money? The Ispalka. Because we find a Pligi, we find a Machlekes. Haisiru Tumim. What happens at the end of a year? We know that the Beit HaMikdash started fresh. Every year the Beit HaMikdash started anew. And they, would, they always had extra carbonis, extra animals set aside. First of all, for, to make sure that the Mizbeach never remained empty. And secondly, because what, just in case a carbon became possible, you, you just, you know, go, go into the uh, storehouse, you know, pull out, a, pull out another animal, you got another carbon. But these extra animals at the end of the year, were they able to stay in the dugout? Or do we need new animals? So we, everything needed to be fresh. So, Haisiru Tamina, the extra animals left at the end of the year, what did we do with them? Now, there had to be at least three days' worth of carbon hatomid left at all times in the dugout, waiting in the on-deck circle, okay, outside the dugout. All right? So we, there was a guaranteed minimum of six kosher animals. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, Niftin kitmimim. So you redeem them like tmimim. Okay, you redeem them, and uh, you do, do the same thing. Remove the kedusha, put it back on. You have a, you have a fresh carbon atom. says They're redeemed with psulei hamakdashim, which means it has the status of psulei hamakdashim. It's extra, it's left over. You let it graze till it gets a blemish, and then you redeem it. Okay. So what do you see, Clark, from here? What, what was the point? Why did we mention this? Because you see, what is Shmuel holding? Shmuel holds that they're remain. What, what are you going to do with these animals? They can still be used as a carbon, despite the fact that I need to redeem it. So you see, even when something has an intrinsic kedusha, Shmuel's holding. I could redeem something. That's all. That's all we needed to prove. Okay. Haisiru sirim. What about at What about at the end of the year? If you have extra goats that were set aside for carbon chatos, I'll die to Shmuel. According to Shmuel, island if this, if you have a leftover island like Koshkin Chatas, so oh, Shmuel says you could redeem an island. So Kavachaymer Chatas, which is a lower level kedusha, you could be, you're allowed to redeem it. Al daite der beichnam, but according to beichnam, Marzira Yiru, you would have to say to to let it graze. Amar Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, no, mekaitzim behemes amizbeach, they're not left to graze. Why? Because when something was set aside with a higher level of kedusha, maybe that's where beichnam says you can't redeem it, and you're going to have to let them graze till they get a mum. But something that's set aside only for a karmachatas, the goats, maybe Rabbi Yechanan would, uh, would talk, agree that they're a redemption 
is allowed. Says Gemara Vikasha, Yesh Chata Shakriva, Shakriva Ayla. They're ever going to have a Chata that's brought as in Ayla, meaning what do you, we're, we're asking not on the establishment, not on the Machlaikas between Shmuel and Rebbechan, we're asking Stamazai. What did Rabbi Yitzchak mean when he said, oh, you know what you do with the leftover goats that were set aside to be Chatos? You're going to bring them the next year as an Ayla. Where did you ever find such a thing? Stam. We were asking Stam a question on Rabbi Yitzchak. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Shan Yohi, that this is different than a regular Chata. Animals set aside for a carbon, uh, carbon tzibor only take on their status of being that carbon at the time of Shechita. So these goats that were never shechted, only set aside to be a carbon seaboard, are not really a chatos in the first place. And since they're not really a chatos in the first place, we're now allowed to bring them as an ayla the next year. Amr Rabchia says, Tanai Bezdenhu, Hamaiser Shiikravu Aylas. He says that um, the, he says no. He says it's not true that the reason is we're arguing on Yusa. Yusa says the reason why you're allowed to use these goats as an ayla is because there's a carbon seaboard. And once you have a carbon seaboard, then it, then it's permitted to change because it never got its status. It's not even a change. Says Rebchia, I disagree. I hold that even an animal set aside as a carbon seaboard, chatos, keeps its status. I, if it's keeping its status as a chatos, so what Rabbi Yisak mean that, oh, now you could redeem it and bring it as an ayla? How's that possible? So Rebchia says it must be as follows, that when the Beis HaMikdash sets aside these goats to be a carbon chatos, they included in that setting aside, they said, however, we're setting aside for chatos. However, if you don't end up using it for chatos, we're stipulating we're making a condition that if we need this to be redeemed and used as an ayla, then we reserve the right to we reserve the right to do so. Okay, that uh, that is halacha gimel, the Mishnah and Gemara and Bez Hashem. Tomorrow morning at nine thirty, we will uh, on erev Shabbos we will pick up from the top of Daf Yud Bey's Amudah.